Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Megan. And I'm Jackie. And today, Jackie is going to be sharing a little bit about her experiences at a healing retreat she went on, and then we'll just kind of be talking back and forth about the subject of healing in general. Yeah. So I don't know if any of you guys have heard of the JP2 Healing Institute, if you're a Catholic and went to Franciscan, probably. Um, But it is a center for healing, obviously, and they they host a plethora of different retreats, Ooh, plethora. Uh, plethora of different retreats. If you've ever heard of the book called Be Healed by Dr. Bob Schutz, um, which we'll leave in the show notes because it's an excellent book. And it's also what like the whole retreat is pretty much based off of. Or if you've seen um, or listened to Abiding Together, the podcast, um, which we've talked about here before, Sister Miriam James Hydland, she also helps lead the retreats. So I got to meet Sister. Well, I met Sister before, but got to hear her speak a lot more on healing, which was super cool if you're a fan of her. Um, but yeah, the heal- the healing retreat is called Healing the Whole Person. And I guess I just wanted to give some of my reflections on my personal experience and also all of the things that I learned about healing because I have been thinking about healing and, you know, working, trying to heal for a long time. But I feel like this retreat really highlighted things in a different way. And I feel like I learned a lot and also had some cool experiences. So awesome. What could you kind of sum up? What was the retreat kind of about? Like what was the, what went on there? Yeah. So actually I'm going to read their description of the retreat that they like give when you log on. Um, and the like description of it when they're trying to get you to sign up for the retreat is experience Jesus and his mission of healing, physical, spiritual, and emotional healing central to the church's life and 2000 year tradition come to life today. The uniquely engaging format will help you see and experience God's healing love through teaching, prayer, personal reflection, adoration, and the sacraments. So it is um, pretty Catholic focused, although what they talk about, anybody could have gone and would have loved it. There was a lot of like praise and worship kind of music. So if you've ever been to Franciscan or just, I mean, a lot of churches, Protestant Catholic used praise and worship format. So there was a lot of... um, that but I they like highlighted at the beginning of the retreat that everyone experiences different levels of healing so you don't show up and expect to just like be miraculously healed from something they were saying God can definitely do that the spirit can definitely do that but that's not the point of the retreat the point of the retreat I feel like is to start to open yourself up to the spirit and start to like understand what healing is and start to identify your wounds and name your wounds and see where you need the spirit to come. And, um, yeah, I guess just learn more about healing and there's, you can experience a radical healing or you can just have your heart start to be more open to the spirit and start to see where you need that healing. And that's kind of what I feel like happened to me, which I can get into more. Um, yeah. So how were you kind of feeling walking into it? Like what kind of expectations did you have or any like maybe trepidation or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I came into it being a little negative Nelly, like to be honest with you, I came into it. I was like, God's not going to do anything. I, as soon as the praise and worship music started, which is really beautiful and really engaging. And like, I've definitely had powerful experiences in praise and 
praise and worship. I was just like, this is like every other Franciscan retreat I've been to. Um, nothing new is going to happen here. Like I've been working on healing and going to therapy and I like, I've read parts of Dr. Bob's book, which were really powerful, but I just don't feel like God's going to do anything new. And then I just cried like the entire retreat, like (laughs) immediately, um, they like started. So how the retreat started was we reflected on this image. If you can see, which this is one of our, this is the first uh, video or and we've ever filmed. And you can't tell that we feel so extremely awkward. And I like, I'm trying to think of how to look at my phone. We're used to podcasting, yeah. just podcasting. Like we look terrible. We're like in sweatshirts and yeah. we're like, Oh, we had to like look kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So this is just us starting out. We're like, we're going to start and you know, hopefully sooner we'll have like cooler cameras, whatever. Okay. Anyway, back to uh, healing, (laughs) which is messy. Just like us starting out uh, this whole thing. Um, but we started by reflecting on this image, which is doubting Thomas where Jesus shows up after he has resurrected and has like his wounds and Thomas is all dowdy. And he's like, well, look, Thomas, like, come look at my wounds then. And so stick your hand in them. Yeah. Stick your hand in them. And Dr. Bob was like, who do you think you are in this painting or like in this image and immediately I felt the spirit say to me like you are Thomas Mm -hmm. and you're terrified of Jesus's wounds like because Thomas is putting his hand in there and he's like like this is like weird but not just you're not terrified of Jesus's wounds you're terrified of your own and you're you feel a lot of shame in them and you're afraid to really like dive in and look at yourself and your wounds and really deal with them with Jesus. And you like hold things back, even though you don't realize, um, not just from other people being vulnerable, but from God, like you don't want to sit in them and deal with them. And I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Well, Jesus, um, that's like definitely what I felt the spirit say. And I felt Jesus say to me, I'm not afraid of my wounds. Why are you so afraid of yours? And also I'm not afraid of your, your wounds. Why are you so afraid of yours? Mm-hmm. And I was like, was that the spirit? Or was that just me? Because I was still, you know, doubting. And then they had some people share in the crowd and the very last woman to share, she like raised her hand and she was like, I really feel like the spirit asking me to say this. So I'm just going to say it, even though, you know, I'm nervous. And she said basically the same exact thing oh. that Jesus had said to me, the same exact thing. I was like, okay, God, like, I guess you're working. Um, <laughs> I guess. So I definitely... Yeah, that was kind of how it it started, Um, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. You know, like you said earlier, like there's a kind of everyone experiences a different range of healing. Yeah, for sure. And I think all of us, to some extent, get to a point where we're just like, yeah, I guess this isn't going to happen for me because it hasn't happened yet. Um, And I recently we had like a women's ministry event at my church and someone asked, like, how do you keep praying for something when you haven't like really seen any answers like Mm. we're talking like years like you're praying for like this one thing either it's like healing or it's for like a family member to come to Christ or any number of things and I just really pondered on um the story of the at the beginning of Acts the man at um Mm. by the pool where Peter walks by and he uh Peter heals him and that's always powerful for me because I remember one time when I was reading it I was like wait, where was this guy during Jesus's time? Like, this isn't, this is pretty soon after Jesus was here. Like, and Jesus was going around healing all of these people and they're in Jerusalem. Like, 
where was this guy? And I realized, oh, he was there. And he probably saw Jesus healing other people and he did not experience that healing. And it's just so interesting for me because he doesn't ask Peter for healing. He just asked for money. And then Peter says, I don't have silver or gold, but what I can do is tell you to get up and walk. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so powerful because, you know, a lot of times we feel like we've kind of been passed over. Like we've seen other people experience healing and it hasn't happened for us. And so we were just kind of like, I guess this isn't going to happen. So I think you sharing kind of your experience of resonating with Thomas when he's doubting and, you know, even like cautious of Jesus. I think a, a lot of people can resonate that, um, of just feeling even cautious to go to God in prayer for healing anymore because you haven't seen it happen. Yeah. And I've definitely been places in healing where I'm like, I've been praying about this to you for years, months, and you haven't. So clearly you're not going to. Um, and it's often in those times, like a couple months later, like I realize, oh, wait, he actually was doing things and healing me. And then suddenly it's, oh, wow. Um, yeah. But there's certainly things where it's been like, it's been years. It's been, but Dr. Bob, that leads perfectly into like what he says healing is. So Dr. Bob shoots, he describes healing as um, not getting rid of the pain as quickly as possible. And just moving along in your life and feeling great, but it's coming into wholeness and communion and ultimately coming into full communion with the Trinity. So it's like God is bringing you back into wholeness, which is what we were at the beginning of time before sin. We were totally united and whole, just as the Trinity is united and whole and united to God. And then after this, you know, sin um, and being wounded, we're very fragmented and disintegrated beings. So that's what it's coming back into wholeness. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I loved that description of it's not just getting rid of the pain as quickly as possible and moving along. Cause that's not often how God heals us. Healing is often a journey. And I think a lot of us think like, I'm going to go to God and like, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of the pain. Or we try to self-medicate or self like heal ourselves, but all we're doing is stuffing things down and trying to get along when God's like, no, I want to like go on those wounds with you and explore this and heal you way more deeply than just poof, getting rid of the pain. Which also reminds me of the story of the man that Peter healed because it says that afterwards he was clinging to them. And I remember I just like always would kind of go past that. Like, oh, he was clinging to them because he was so grateful. And then one time my husband brought up, it's probably because he like couldn't balance and he didn't have strength in his legs. So yes, he wasn't paralyzed anymore, but this man needed to now learn how to walk. Um, so there was still a journey ahead, even though he had been healed. Yeah. And that's something I'll talk about more later, but like the path of growth they show is like, you have that initial healing and they talk about like different signs of healing, but then you have to continue to grow in maturity after that initial healing. You can't just be healed and then go back to Mm. what you were, like how you're living your life. Like there, you have to grow in maturity. So it's life is a journey (laughs) and we're never going to be fully healed either. That's the thing is like, until we get to heaven, not all of our wounds are going to be healed and we're going to be pain-free and not have any suffering, which is not something that any of us want to hear. (laughs) I still don't want to accept that or hear that. And I, yeah, I just thought another thing he really highlighted is that, yeah, that God just, God does not want to leave us fragmented. Um, he wants to come in and heal us, uh, because you know, God, 
came to unite us to the Trinity. Jesus didn't come to just leave us like good enough or like pain-free or just like whatever. Cause a lot of times we're like, how can I manage this and just get through this? And like, whatever. And God's like, no, I want to come. Yeah. How do I just cope and move along? Like, I don't want to go through the journey of healing because often it's like a very difficult journey. Like our first episode we did on healing about how healing the path to healing is the Valley of death. Um, where from the podcast, the place we find ourselves, um, where Kathy Lorzell, she's a psychologist talked about the journey of healing is a lot of times like we're dying to ourselves. We're going through the passion of Christ before we get to the resurrection. We have to go down into that death to ourselves. And a lot of times we're like, why would I do that? I'm perfectly fine. Just staying here and coping and shoving this all down. And Jesus is like, no, like I want to reveal to you where you're wounded And I want to come into those places and it might be painful and messy, but I'm not afraid of those wounds. And I want to come in here and make you whole again. I don't want to just leave you coping or like managing. Um, And Dr. Bob, he said this quote, we believe we can wrestle satisfaction out of life if we manage it well, which I think (laughs) highlights a couple of different things. Um, Yeah. That we think we can just manage things ourselves. Um, where healing of a lot of times is surrendering and letting go of control. And it's really scary opening up those wounds in those places. Cause you don't know when you're going to like come out of it. <laughs> and that's like also what we talked about in our other episode, that a lot of time, like the, a lot of times the healing is like a surprise, like the resurrection or like when you come out of it, but you have to like, let yourself go to those places. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a lot of what God was asking me on the retreat, like, and it wasn't all at once. He's like, I just want you to start like looking at these places. And I want you to start letting me in just a little bit more and more, um, so that I can heal you. And it's going to be a journey and it's not, it's not going to be fun to face those places or face those situations that you dealt with that like wounded you. It's not fun. (laughs) Uh, I also think that just highlights like how beautiful, God is as our comforter and how compassionate and kind he is and just understanding like our finite humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it might be frustrating for us to be like, why can't you just heal me immediately? And we don't often think of it as actually a mercy of God that he's taking us slowly. And I think kind of what you're sharing too, like a lot of us struggle to be vulnerable and that's why we don't want to go into those depths of healing because it would mean really like opening ourselves up to God and being like, take this, like help me. And I think a lot of us kind of shield ourselves from God almost subconsciously um, as a way of protecting, like we're kind of scared to just like completely surrender. And so I think, I think just like your own experience and what you're sharing is so beautiful because it shows God just being like, it's okay. Like, just like Thomas, like just touch my wound. Like that's all I'm asking right now is just to let me in a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. I'll take this slow, which I just think is so beautiful. Exactly, It's like our descent into like, we have the, you, you have the good Friday. And then we just want to jump over to Saturday, uh, to Sunday. And Jesus is like, no, we got to go down and then we'll come up. <laughs> and it's like, he'll slowly take you in there. And he's not going to reveal your woundedness to you all at once, which is yeah. Why it's a mercy. And it's a journey because if he did showed us like the depth of our woundedness all at once of our sin, we would die. Crumble. We would not be able to handle it. It would be too much. And that's why he takes us on a journey. Um, 
which I think what you said at the beginning is so important too, of that kind of mindset shift of, okay, don't go into this being like, I'm going to come out of this completely healed Mm -hmm. and I will have no problems because that's like the wrong expectation. Like we almost want to just like, let's get it all over with, like rip the bandaid off. But that's not how God is working with us most of the time. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think, yeah, God, he will purposefully not, you know, like allow things to happen that really might trigger some of those wounds. Like I think, uh, so I, I discovered, you know, over this time, not just on this retreat that I have like these deep wounds that go back to childhood and go back to situations that happened to me a long time ago. And then some things that happened to me the past couple of years felt so traumatic and so wounding. And I realized they were so like, they hurt so much because they were hitting on like the original wound that I had from childhood. So that like, of course, like the situation wasn't fun and was, you know, like it was a wound, but it was not, that was not where it had initially started. And so we wonder like, God, why do you let these things happen? And I think he sometimes lets these situations happen. So he's like, he's poking in on that wound. He's like, Hey, like, this is where I want to heal you. And this is like the journey where we're going to start here and then go more to like this core wound or like this situation that you are in. Um, and I want to heal you in this. Um, and that's just interesting because I, you know, like, why does God let these things happen to us? Well, I mean, I don't know, but I think sometimes it's, he wants to reveal to us where he wants to come more closely to us where we don't realize we're so wounded and so hurt and he doesn't want to leave us there. So he, you know, because a lot of times those are, those are repressed. Exactly. And it's a blind spot. You don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we just don't realize. And God like reveals them to us by kind of poking at them and being like, Hey, this is, this hurts, doesn't it? (laughs) This is where you need to let me in. This is where there is a lie here, like an agreement you made and you've been letting it run your life for a while, which I'll get a little bit more into uh, later about like different lies and agreements we make that are like coming from this core wound you have. And I, I want it to go there and heal you of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably the most beautiful part of the retreat was hearing, uh, Dr. Bob shoots and his brother who also spoke, uh, Bart and then sister Miriam share about just their personal experiences of healing. I, I think one of the main things God did for me was restore my hope, um, that I can be healed because just the beautiful stories that sister Miriam and, um, the shoots brothers shared, uh, I will not tell the full story because you can either go on the retreat or read it's more beautifully put than I ever could in his book, be healed. But he talks about how his brother, um, who became a heroin addict when he was 15. Um, and then he caught HIV from a dirty needle and then, uh, developed full-blown AIDS. And he talked about how his brother, like was none of them were of faith for a while because of stuff that had happened to them with their dad leaving them. Um, and how God redeemed the entire situation of his brother dying of AIDS. And like in the end, his brother dying of AIDS and like going through all this suffering, um, was actually what reunited their family and what brought about all this healing and hope. And he just sat there like in tears and was like, this is something like you never think God can redeem, but God quite literally redeems, can redeem anything. And sister Miriam also just talking about how God brought goodness out of her suffering and just can redeem things in a way that we don't expect. And, um, 
like in those deep wounds that we have from that God can enter in and be more like close to us and bring about more goodness than would have been there had like the wound or terrible situation not happened. It's like, you know, like the cross, um, our life. Yeah. is like the model of the cross. A lot of the times in our wounds out of Jesus's wound on the cross is how he redeemed salvation. It's often in our deepest wounds and in these horrible situations that Jesus comes into them and he redeems us. And just seeing like the personal stories of these people, like going through this and then coming and just seeing their lives, like their whole family, they now have this beautiful healing ministry and are very clearly working in the spirit. Um, and it was just, I was like, wow, God can actually really redeem like my life or like things in my family that I never thought he could redeem or like fix. Um, and I kind of see that he can now, I don't know exactly how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it, but I know that he can, and that he's like giving me a way Mm -hmm. to do that. And so that was probably the biggest thing for me was I just felt like my hope was restored in a lot of ways. Whereas before I, when I started the retreat, I was like, God's not going to do anything. <laughs> Which is so funny. Cause then as soon as I started, I was like, oh. <laughs> immediately then the Holy spirit was like, you're going to cry and you're going to sit in these wounds. And here we are. <laughs> I think it also just like goes to show how powerful testimonies are and how often oh, yeah. like we, out of shame or um, just like thinking that our story isn't like uh, like very important, we just hold back or silence ourselves from sharing. And you never know how your story could really bring hope to someone. Um, so I think we should feel more safe with sharing what God has done in our lives. I always think of Paul saying like he will boast in the Lord. Like that's us boasting about God. Yeah. Um. And I think another thing that God uh, showed me in this retreat, that something that they really highlight is how healing is good for everyone. Like you healing is going to be good for everyone around you, not just for yourself. It's not selfish to try to heal because when we, when we heal, we start to see ourselves through the way that God sees us through this, like this lens of mercy, we start to have on ourselves. We start to see ourselves more clearly. Mm -hmm. And then we also start to see others more clearly and begin to have mercy on others around us. And I actually have a personal story from like the past two days where I was like, wow, this is really true that I had been in a situation before where I was very wounded, very much like didn't realize all these wounds I had. And I had a guy reject me and it like ripped me apart. I was like all upset, but I also like put all of this stuff on him. Like, how could he do this to me? He's such a bad person. He's this, this, like, I couldn't see him through mercy either or see that he's also just a wounded person as well, because his, the way he treated me had hit so much at my identity, made me have so many, like so much pain and so much, um, shame and experienced so many lies about myself because I was, you know, wounded and still all these lies that I just couldn't see the situation clearly. I couldn't see myself clearly and I couldn't have mercy on him as well. Whereas after this retreat, I was in uh, a situation where a guy kind of did something that made me feel like 
previously would have made me feel terrible about myself and then also be angry at him. But I just kind of sat there and I was like, no, like what he did doesn't mean anything about me. Doesn't say anything about my identity. I can see this clearly. And also I can clearly see him and that the reason he did this is not because there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I'm broken. I'm gross. Like I'm this or this it's because he's deeply wounded too. And this actually, this whole situation doesn't say anything about his identity, who he is at the core as a human being loved by Christ and doesn't say anything about me either. And I was like, wow, growth, healing. Wow. Yeah. How you just have so much mercy. Like you start to see, you see everything more clearly. You see yourself clearly in the eyes of God. You see everyone else more clearly in the eyes of God. And we're going to be doing an episode on forgiveness, which I think is going to be posted before this one, maybe after, but forgiveness is a huge part of healing is forgiving the people that have hurt you. And we're going to do an entire episode on forgiveness because forgiveness is often very misunderstood. Um, that's a huge part is having mercy on others, having mercy on yourself. Um, which maybe is also another reason why God doesn't want us to just sit in our suffering. He's like, no, I want to heal you because also I think a lot of times it it can, when we hold on to that, it can breed a lot of bitterness in ourselves, either towards ourselves or towards other people. And, you know, a, a big part of healing is also just having even that bitterness healed. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, just to quote Dr. Bob again, he says how, we can't love maturely until we're grounded securely. Mm. And he shows like this picture of a tree, like his, a lot of his images are of trees, like the way that he illustrates these different points that he makes, but like, you have to be deeply grounded in your identity in Christ before you can really love others maturely. And I thought that like that example of how I react to the first guy and how that was like a spiral for me, which I realized that situation was like God poking and being like, okay, you have some serious wounds here that go farther back than like what this guy did that you need to heal from. Um, you know, how I reacted to that was totally different to how I reacted to this next guy, because I was like, I can actually like love him as a brother in Christ more maturely because I'm more securely attached in Christ now. Um, which not definitely not perfectly, um, no way, but 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 we're getting there. So (laughs) that's, uh, that's great. Um, and then Another thing I wanted to touch on in this podcast, which I feel like we could do an entire episode on, but it's probably better if I just link you to where Dr. Bob talks about himself, but a biggest, one of the biggest components of like his healing of his book is that he talks about the seven deadly sins and at the root of every deadly sin, everything we struggle with is a a deadly wound. So I have them here. I'm going to read them. We have the seven deadly sins, pride, envy, gluttony, lust, anger, greed, sloth, the seven deadly wounds, which um, I related to all of them. And so I'm assuming, I mean, all of us do in some way to all of them are abandonment, shame, fear, powerlessness, rejection, hopelessness, and confusion. And those are the things that lead. He shows like he has the, the wound is at the bottom, one of the deadly wounds. And then it goes up to at like the root above 
or the trunk like above the deadly wound is like this ungodly like self-reliance where we're trying to fix and manage everything ourselves and then goes to the deadly like the sin that's above that and then out comes all the fruit the bad fruit of all the ways that we act in our lives act out of this sin Mm. and yeah a lot of the retreat was me um just like seeing where the spirit, like which one of these he wanted to really like poke on and like see in my life where I'm struggling with these. Um, and I thought, I think that's definitely something to look into. He talks about it in his book and then he talks about it, um, and some other podcasts that he's been on. Um, but I think that was like really revealing because a lot of our times, like, yeah, our sin is coming from these deep places of woundedness and we can't just kind of like control ourselves out of doing these sins. Like there's often obviously places of deep healing that we need. And then not to mention that sin itself continues to wound us. So it's like a circle of like this that we can't get out of until we really get to that core and heal those wounds, um, and receives God, receive God's mercy and all of that. Um, I think that's really powerful too, because when you even just like reflect, you know, and, and do kind of some soul searching like is there habitual sin that you're struggling with you know that you've like continually confessed you're like why isn't why why do I keep slipping into this pattern what's happening like I think it's worth exploring because there could be more going on there like yes of course it's sin and of course we're responsible and we should always go to God in confession but I think there, there may be, you know, deeper reasons about why we're falling into those patterns and why, like, you know, certain people fall into other patterns of sin that are different from us and just things like that. I think it's, it's worth reflecting on in prayer with the Holy spirit. Yeah. There's just, oh my gosh, there's just so much there. Um, and just talking about like the anatomy of a wound. And so you have the wound and then from that wound comes these lies about yourself that you come into agreement with. Um, with the devil, which this kind of gets more into like spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And then you have these judgments that you make about other people. And then you make these inner vows to like protect yourself of like, this happened to me and you make them out of fear. Like they're not the good vows. Dr. Bob talks about how we make vows out of love, like in marriage or vows to God or like good, they're vows you make out of fear, which end up just trapping you. So say like you were, um, rejected when you were younger by your mom or something like that. And you just like, you tell yourself, I'm never going to let someone reject me like this again. And you're living out of that for the rest of your life where you like avoid intimacy, you avoid true communion and union with others. And you keep yourself like you're trying to protect yourself, but you can't, or your Bart shoots talks about how he watched his dad leave. And so he said to himself, I will never become like my father, Mm -hmm. but he never really healed. That was out of fear. And so we had all this hatred and like bitterness inside him toward his father. And out of that came all of this depression and him acting out. And he tells a story of how he became worse than his father. Like we make these vows and they end up just trapping us. We cut ourselves off from God, from grace. We have this inner self-reliance of like, well, I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to, and we, come up with all these lies about ourselves. Like I'm not good enough. I'll never be this. I'll never be that. And it's these things we come into agreement with. And then we live our lives out of them. Mm -hmm. They call a schema in psychology that we build this schema of our lives, but it's like these, if you think about spiritually, it's these wounds that it's like the lens through which we see everything and that they trap us. Um, 
And it's hard. We have a lot of shame. That's a reason we don't look at our wounds. We're embarrassed. That's one of the deadly wounds, but also, you know, like we have a lot of shame. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to show other people. We just stuff it down and we hide it. Especially if it's led to sin. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and the devil wants to keep us in shame. He wants, that's like going back to the very start of our podcast that like, yeah, the devil wants us to, he wants to tell us like, this is disgusting and dirty and bad about you. You need to hide this just like Adam and Eve in the garden. They hid themselves from God. Um, and no one needs to know about this where God's like, no, I want to come in and shine my light and heal you. Um, and then we also struggle a lot of times with pride where we either don't really think we need healing. We think that we have to heal ourselves and we run away from God, or we think we're too broken for God to heal us. And that's prideful to think that God is not powerful enough to heal us, uh, that our brokenness is more than God can handle, which doesn't seem like pride. It seems like, oh, I'm just being real, that I'm just broken and gross and like not good enough. And God's like, um, well, you're totally just, uh, missing out on my entire death, uh, and resurrection where I uh, <laughs> give you hope that you're not too broken. Right. You know, I already actually died for these. So if you could let me come in and please heal you and bring my, the grace from like my sacrifice on the cross for you, that would be great. <laughs> um, but we've all done that. We're those all places where we're like, Oh, this is never going to get better. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't realize how much I struggled with pride until I realized how much I think I can save myself. (laughs) And that's where a lot of sin comes is us trying to take control and save ourselves. Um, so of course there's gotta be a way out of this, right? They gave a lot of concrete (laughs) steps in the retreat. There are a lot of renunciation prayers, which, um, I think we can put in the show notes, like he gives a renunciation prayer for every deadly sin and every deadly wound where you go and say, I, in the name of Jesus, renounce the spirit of this this and like naming things they talk about this in any kind of spiritual warfare is very powerful you have to name what you're dealing with and renounce it in the name of jesus and so we went through all of those and those were really powerful um i uh went to confession while i was there and the priest told me a lot of times like especially if this is a core wound like this is something you've told yourself over and over and over you've let the devil tell you over and over and over again this is probably a prayer that you're gonna have to say like renouncing things and like keep saying it and keep like claiming that truth um, in the name of Jesus, because it's in the name of Jesus. It's in prayer. It's in Jesus that we are healed. You know, it's still not our own power. So it's all through the power of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Um, and he gives a lot of like renunciation prayers of um, soul ties, ways to forgive. Um, but I think yeah, I think I just, in this retreat, I felt like I got the practical tools, but also just all this knowledge about myself and about how, how we heal. But I think like the biggest thing for me probably was just, um, that notion of like, of mercy and having mercy on yourself, but not only how healing helps you have mercy on others and how much that plays such a big role in all of this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much just for sharing your experience, you know, because like we were saying, like sharing your own story is really powerful. Um, but also, yeah, just naming things and bringing it to the light and, and being vulnerable and willing enough to acknowledge like, yes, I, I am broken. Um, 
and that isn't out of pride. It's rather out of humility of no, like I can't depend on myself, even though I have been trying to, and I need to depend wholly on the Lord, um, for this healing and even just for everything. So thank you so much just for sharing your experience. I know it blessed me. So I hope it blessed all of you. Yeah. I would recommend going on the retreat and, um, there's this book called Unbound, which Neil Lozano, he's like, they joke because Dr. Bob and Neil like look at each other's books, but it's like, Neil's kind of like the Protestant version of Dr. Bob. Like everything they do is very similar, but he's Protestant, but he, in his book Unbound, which I think I've talked about before, uh, one of the prayers is like, Jesus, please forgive me for trying to save myself. Mm-hmm. And Jesus like, no, you come and get me, you save me. Um, And I just, I was thinking about that, like the whole time of just how much we try to save ourselves and we try to be enough. We try to like manage and heal. And God's just like, no, a lot of healing is just you surrendering and like letting me in and more and more opening yourself up and like letting go of control. Yeah. And even, I feel like that corresponds with even just the mercy bit as well, because we don't always look to ourselves as a savior, but sometimes we look to other people. I mean, I know I'm married And that was something that we talked about in premarital counseling. Like you can't look to your spouse to be your savior and to fulfill you and be your everything. Um, And even if you're not married, like there are are tons of different relationships that we can kind of put that person on a pedestal Mm. and place the expectation on them that they're supposed to save us. And when they inevitably let us down because they're not capable of being Jesus, then we're wounded all over again. And I think it's also just a mercy for others as we experience healing to take them out and put them in their proper place and realign our gaze on Christ, who is our savior and is capable of saving us. Yeah, you're not, you're no longer waiting on other people to heal themselves, to get better, to fix like what you feel like they've broken inside of you. And I think we'll talk about that more in like the forgiveness episode, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we're waiting on other people. You need to heal. You need to get it together and you need to apologize and you need to come like fix this. Whereas that's not merciful. That's like trying to control someone else. Um, it's not like a place of love of wanting them to heal. It's also not realistic because some people won't. (laughs) Some people on this side of heaven, we should continue to pray for them, but some people won't, they will not. And it might not be years until they do. And you can't, rely on them for your own healing mm-hmm. others. I mean, in, in God's mercy, he can bring that about. They talked about that in the retreat where after several years, like their dad that left them when they were five, like came back into their lives and apologized and they were reunited and have a, had a beautiful relationship, but that is not, that took years, first of all, but that you can't rely on that mm-hmm. happening. You should hope for that and hope that you're reunited with someone because ultimately in heaven, like we will be fully healed and fully, um, reconciled with a lot of, you know, situations or people in our lives, but you can't rely on that (laughs) on this side of heaven for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's a lot I could say (laughs) happened there. You could talk about healing forever. (laughs) I could talk about that retreat for years, but, um, yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. And I recommend that if there's any kind of healing retreat going on around you, especially, with Dr. Bob Schutz, or as I mentioned, Neil Lozano does treat retreats that I imagine are very similar. His book's amazing. So I would recommend looking into it. Yeah. Thank you for listening or watching. Yeah. And our awkward first time. Yeah. I was like moving, I'm like moving my hair around. I'm like, 
So thank you for bearing with us. Um, but yeah, as always, continue to.